Welcome to this series talking about robotics. This time around, I'd like to talk about sensors and how they are implemented usually to robotics machines that could either be industrial robotics, mobile, up to uh, humanoid robots, meaning human-like ones. Well, sensors, understandably, will sense the data from the environment and will adapt it in such a format of ones and zeros for the computer so that it's interpretable, able to get processed and then have a result or an output based on uh, the goal or the function based on a goal we want to accomplish. Now, the data could either be a visual, sound, could be uh, touch, or a combination thereof. For an industrial robot, normally the sensors could also be position, meaning defined in space where the robotic joints and arm is located. That is to know what would be the next move it should do from the original position. In addition to the fact, knowing and uh, mapping its environment, after all. And those input sensors could be, in that case of uh, an industrial robot, encoders. And in some cases, we could use indirect approaches to use the same device for two functions. Imagine using a motor as an actuator, but at the same time as an input device. That is done by sensing the change in power input that goes to the actuator in order to move it to a position defined from the user. And that is done by measuring the current, the amount of current that goes to a servo motor and then that is translated to another digital signal interpreted either perhaps as a high or low that tells to the robot's controller if that signal it's maybe a signal uh, for moving the motor forward signal that's telling the robot to move uh, backward or even for how long 
that would depend on the rules that we set in the way we read the signals and how many signals we get from that uh, servo motor so yeah this sounds as a wise approach and it's oftentimes used quite a lot um, which understandably minimizes the need for sensors and it's best because well we have two in one so one device serving as input and output at the same time via the help of a computational device or algorithms also. The challenge with this type of uh, method could be the noise. Here, in this case, the noises might be might be way higher because the motor, when it moves, it does not produce a steady signal, but instead could produce also um, fluctuating signal uh, a ramp that takes some time to stabilize and we need to account for that by using filters or even combination of hardware filters software filters and other algorithms to really understand the exact state of in that case a motor or a system and how we should interpret those conditions but nevertheless, it is doable and applicable. Let's back up to another case of that of a, an optical sensor, a camera. These are now used in mobile robotics and even more so in humanoid robots. It's still an input sensor because in the end the visual data it's converted into channels um, so-called RGB and that one it's pixelized meaning divided in three base sets red, green, blue well they we call pixels that have a given value in the grayscale from 0 to 155 and the combination of the three of red green and blue based on the grayscale gradient would give us a certain color therefore understandably from colors we get to tune three different pixels with three different uh, grayscale values in order to represent a certain color and these three different channels imaginably will have to uh, be specific for each tone of color that the optical sensor will get and they have to be sent further down to a processor 
um, were based on a function or algorithm specifically they will be calculated to either detect an object or maybe to uh, detect a moving object contours other specific uh, uh, say tasks that we might have specified another case of uh, sensor in robots could be voice for us sound is quite natural we get sounds we hear voices every day and as crucial as vision is same you can say for sounds for for voice or even noises environmental noises we get to distinguish uh, those noises that are important those that are unimportant and those that are confusing and same will have to um, be interpreted for a robot at least close to a human level uh, performance why because a human robot will have to distinguish when we are talking or trying to interact with it and when it is listening to the sound of a uh, say a bird out there in the sky or even a maybe plane flying by or well let's go even simpler a person that is two or three meters away and having a conversation with another friend but for some reason they are speaking loudly and the humanoid robot can pick that which means it has to distinguish that the voice that it is hearing it's not intended for it thus the system the humanoid robot will have to have the capability of understanding um, when conversation or channel is established for it and the other human or user and when it is not which means well vision also has to get paired with the um, with sound just the way we try to understand human facial expressions or emotions to another person and uh, empathize with them connect same it's I think needed for a robot to have that depth of communication Otherwise, it would be simply like a device picking up a voice and responding just to fulfill the task of reacting to what the question or the um, the approach to respond that uh, audio voice uh, is meant to be. Here, a challenge is to distinguish so still there needs to be sort of quote-unquote filter just like the previous example we talked about industrial robots 
uh, where the filter will have to either be hardware or an algorithm to minimize the noise. In this case, for a humanoid, the input voice will have to uh, pass through um, a filter that will need to combine both the visual data, uh, i.e. the uh, facial expression of the uh, speaker, or the distance the voice is coming from, with um, the real sound or the real signal a humanoid robot would want to get to establish a real conversation instead of simply reacting to uh, the voices it would hear in the environment. So, um, this would be, in my opinion, some of the cases where, uh, well, sensors will have to meet these requirements of knowing what type of data to receive, how to convert that to a a usable uh, format or interpretable format, and then how to uh, filter out the data that is most important for that uh, system, so which could be the real carrier, the real uh, uh, signal that we want to send to the system. I hope this was, um, I think, an informative and a good approach to maybe thinking about uh, sensors as uh, input devices and of course this is not it we have to think even about more uh, things but these let's meet and talk about them the next episode